Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special edition of Diva Speaks Podcast. This is your hostess, Angela, and today I have a wonderful treat for all of you. I have two special guests in the studio, and we are going to be talking about some super sensitive as well as explicit relationship issues. So this conversation that we're having today is not for the faint of heart, and it is not for children. So with that being said, I would like to get into it, and thank you for tuning in. I ask for your continued support, and please subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a cousin, I don't care. Tell everybody, but tell someone about Diva Speaks Podcast. So I'm going to let these lovely ladies introduce themselves. We're going to start with Ms. Libra. Tell our audience who you are. Good morning. I am a Libra. I'm 38 years old, and I am a beautiful black diva. Uh, I love myself. Let me let me start over. I love the Lord. I love myself. I love my family, and I love my blackness without apologies. Oh, wonderfully said. I love that. And she is gorgeous, beautiful. Miss Adrienne. Good morning, everyone. My name is Adria. I am 37 years old. Um, I'm originally from Florida, but I've been a charlatan for six years. I'm also a nationally accredited professional model signed to FTC Publications based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a former NBA dancer as well as a cheer coordinator for the um, Panthers here in North Carolina. Um, I've been featured in many, many, many national magazine and television campaigns and ads featured all over um, the web, CelebrityRoster.com, InternetMovieDatabase.com, um, and, you know, first and foremost, giving all glory and praise to the Lord for, you know, making me the person that I am, the woman that I've grown into. I've seen a lot in life, been through a lot in life, but I am just so blessed to be here today. Um, and that's, that's it in a nutshell. Oh, my God. Wow, wow. I didn't know that much about you, Phenomenal Woman. Thank you. That is what you are, Phenomenal Woman. Thank you. So, I'm thinking, let's get into the subject matter around the meme. Talk a few minutes about that, and then we'll bring the guys in on why there are so many single black women. So for the audience, here's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be discussing why are there so many black women that are single? And the second, well, the other talking point is centered around a meme that we've been circulating on social media. Um, and it goes something to the effect of if you were successful in stealing another woman's man, make sure that you steal her shoes too, because you will be walking in them. So I think that would be befitting to start off the conversation with, and as I pointed out a little earlier, um, we're going to be um, tuning in to a live broadcast radio station out of D.C., and we're going to be talking with the guys about why they think there are so many single black women. So to start off, I have a story. Everyone knows I have a good story um, that actually gives credit to the meme. Again, the meme says that if you were successful in stealing another woman's man, 
make sure that you steal her shoes too because you will be walking in them. So here goes. Okay, I have a family member. I have a family member. I'm not going to tell you what relation that person is to me. I'm not going to call any names, so I want to be clear. That person will remain anonymous. I pray that they don't kill me. But I have a family member many years ago. Um, it started with a couple. A couple um, that worked in corporate America. And this couple had an opportunity to leave the state that they worked in back east and um, relocate to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They worked for the same company, different positions, of course, but they came to the Dallas-Fort Worth area together. Now, the wife held a very prominent position in this company. She was the VP of one of the operations department, and the husband was more on, on the um, customer service side of it. So this family member um, and the husband started a friendship. And the friendship would have them going to lunch together at first. And they were exchanging um, intimacies about their home life. That escalated to the two of them exchanging phone numbers. And they transitioned from just talking at work at lunch to now the conversation moved to after hours. Well, the affair began. Everyone at the company knew. The wife had suspicions, but she couldn't prove it because she didn't work in that department. She was too busy building her career, as she should. Well, um, the female ended up being ostracized at this particular company to the point that every new person that came into the company, everyone pulled that person aside to tell them what type of person she was. I mean, made her life a living hell. Well, she was successful. She was successful after many years of going back and forth and having her rendezvous with him. He eventually, he did leave his wife. He got his own apartment. But when he got his own apartment, he didn't run to her. He ran to several women's arms. He was entertaining everybody. This went on for another couple of years. And then, lo and behold, he decided she was the next one. He needed to make it official. Well, he asked her to marry him. He did, because he did. He divorced his wife. He asked her to marry him. They got married. Right before they got married, he went and bought a home, a lavish home, um, in one of the more upper echelon areas of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It was a five-bedroom home, two stories, three and a half baths, two-car garage with about a half an acre of land around it, okay? Very nice. For their little wedding, they had a little ceremony at the courthouse, and then they went on maybe like a three or four day cruise. Well, when they got on the cruise, he told her on the last day, he made a mistake. She didn't know what to do because when they were getting off the boat, when they were supposed to come home, she was moving all of her things from her apartment into their home. Well, that happened. She moved into the home, thought she could work it out. Well, this guy continued. 
his shenanigans. As a matter of fact, if you didn't know any better, you would think that God was blessing him because he was getting promotion after promotion after promotion, and he was really getting elevated in life. And the more he elevated, the more he tend to look down on her. Well, at his job, he was actually having um, sexual encounters in the parking lot in his car. And he was treating females to lavish dinners at his restaurant, okay? This went on for a few months and he kept telling her, you need to get out. This is not gonna work, I made a mistake. She thought that she had God's backing didn't. Well, finally one morning they were on their way to work and he was on the passenger side. He had a meltdown that was so dramatic that she almost wrecked her vehicle. He started banging in the car. Why won't you leave? I don't love you. This was a mistake. This should have never happened. Traumatized her. Well, she knew at that point to get her stuff and, and leave. The story ends with she was at work one day and his ex-wife comes through the door looking for her. The ex-wife, he had the ex-wife serve her the divorce papers at her job. True story. Okay, take a minute to breathe. That's a lot. That's a lot. Wow. True story. Wow. You know, it's sort of funny. The first thing that pops in my mind is something that my mom told me when I was a little girl, uh, repeatedly as I grew up. The way something begins is the way it's going to end. Okay, and how you how you got them is, is how you're going to lose them. Isn't that true? Yes. Am I making that story up, technician? <laughs> You no, remember? It's very true. You remember? Okay. Okay. So, I mean, in this case, she stepped into another woman's shoes, and every step she took, she was blocking her blessing by being with this man. Yes. So, in the end, I mean, sure, he was promoted, and, you know, he seemed like he was happy and able to have the pick of the litter, even though he was married. But those are just material things, you know. So he didn't have any true moral fiber, good moral fiber, the blessing of God. No. Um, and she made her mistakes by being with him um, and the mistake of falling in love with the wrong man. As I keep saying, she blocked her blessing from probably having a man that would love her wholly. And maybe it wasn't the big giant house or it wasn't the cars, but she would have been loved wholly with the blessing of God. Um, so it's just sort of irony in the end that the one that she took, she took this man from is the one who served her the papers. It's almost like she got her just dessert. Oh my God. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Now yeah. I have to, because she, she probably will be listening to this episode. I do have to let you know, this person today is living well. Um, she went through her years of her punishment, she accepted it. It was very painful to watch, to watch her um, be crippled emotionally like that because she knew what she'd done was wrong. She owned it, she acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. She said she would never do that again. She's, she's remarried. Um, her house now is just as big as the one that's right. So, but couldn't we have not taken those detours? Mm -hmm. Right. What do you have to say, Adrian? Well, um, I have to agree. My mother often told me the same thing, and not even just, you know, my mother, but um, influential women who I have looked up to, um, 
you know, who have experienced it not from the side of the woman who, in your story, you know, karma came back to pay the visit to, but from women who had their man stolen, you know, had their husband, you know, stolen, taken from them. Um, and something else that my mother has always said, and it's true in everything, not just relationships, but it's true, you know, when it comes to how you raise your children, um, how you perform at work. God does not bless any mess in any way, please shape, say that form, again. or fashion. Audience, please listen to this again. What What doesn't he bless? No mess at all. Any mess, no form, shape, and no capacity. If it's a mess, that is probably your best indication that God is not intertwined in whatever it is that you're doing. Amen. Um, because again, we know God doesn't represent drama. He doesn't represent turmoil. He doesn't represent hurting each other or even subjecting yourself to any situations that you know that you're hurting yourself. What, you know what? I got to stop you right there because I believe in fair exchange. Fair exchange, the old folks say ain't thievery, right? Right. I'm going to piggyback off that point you just made about when you know better. Okay. I'm not without fault. You know, I once upon a time involved myself in a situation and maybe I didn't know, but when you have a praying wife on the other end, yes. mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what her relationship with God is and or looks like, exactly. but from what I was told, okay, was something different. Here's my story. Years ago, I reconnected with my first love. Oh my God, my first love. Even my children um, have a, a, a soft spot for this person to this day. Very funny, very charismatic, very generous, can get along with anybody. Funny to a fault, walks into a room, everybody wants to talk to this person because they're so funny and they're handsome. Who doesn't want to talk to the funny, handsome guy, right? <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I got him, we reconnected because at the time we were both going through divorces. That can be traced, that can be proven. The paperwork had been started and filed on his divorce. The paperwork had been filed on mine as well. But what I did not know at the time was that wife was not done because that wife was still praying. Even though they were separated, and even though I didn't know where they were in the unraveling process, okay? Well, we got hot and heavy real quick. We reconnected to the point that I had actually moved into their home, their home that he had built for her. I'm talking about when a man gives you brick and, right. <laughs> what is it, mortar? Yes. That's love, right. that's commitment. And naive Gayla didn't understand that something so fresh and something that wasn't done quite like it should be with small, small children, I shouldn't have touched that butt because he was familiar. Been right. with him before, right. good guy. Look, family man took me and my children and we were instantly embraced by the entire family. So this wasn't no behind this 
scenes. Right. We were going over to his mom's and dad's house. I mean, I was cooking pound cakes in the kitchen with her. The sisters were calling me. We were having sister-in-law day and Christmases and Thanksgiving, and I wasn't a secret. It wasn't a big deal. Boxes were checked. All the boxes were checked. Right. All right. the bo I mean, this was like this. He was the love of my life. Right. He was the love of my life. Well, something changed. Something changed in the process. And I noticed when I look back that when he would go to drop the girls off, he was a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And something in me was like, something ain't right. But I didn't have no reason not to trust him. Please. He was on a pedestal. He was on a pedestal. Well, long story short, things started changing and his attitude started being a little bit indifferent towards me. I wasn't used to that. He's the funny guy. You're the encourager. We was going to church together. Pastor Ricky Rush out of Dallas, Texas. And we would pray together. I would have a bad day, call him on the phone. We would pray over the phone. Phenomenal guy, so I thought. Well, something in my spirit told me something wasn't right. Because a whole Sunday went by. I hadn't heard from him. The attitude was different. He was getting a little bit too spruced up when he was supposed to be going and hanging out with the boys and men's fellowship night at the church. So I had a key to the house. I had a key to the house. I had a key to the car. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take today off. I'm going to take today off and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to you know, snoop around, and if it's nothing, God, I just pray that you help me deal with my insecurities. But if it's not, I pray that it's exposed. I walk through the door. I see the children's backpack right there in front of me, and my first thought was, oh, he didn't lie to me. Oh, thank God. And as I kept walking, I saw a figure I could see to the bedroom. I saw a big figure laying in the bed and two small figures, bodies, right beside it. It was his wife. And she raised up and she was startled, of course. Like, how did you get in here? So she wakes up and we, we, we talk. It wasn't like a cat confrontational because at this point I'm so hurt. I don't, know, I don't know what to do. I ended up calling him while I'm there and he's screaming like, what are you doing there? Why are you not at work? And she could hear him and I going back and forth. And you know what really did me in? At some point I figured I need to go because I, my logic kicked in. I'm like, okay, you know what? You're in this woman's house and he's going at you. So you don't want to be arrested for Dad, you know, anyway. I mean, I, I, I got back to my senses real quick. I turned to leave. This is when you know you have the power. She says to me, Gayla, don't go. Please, let's sit down and talk about it. That's what I get. Wow. Yeah. She's way too calm. Right. She wanted to talk and have a conversation with me. She wasn't upset. She wasn't like erratic. She wanted me to sit beside her on the couch and talk. I would never do that again. Never. Why? 
Because it, it taught me that, first of all, men don't always tell you the truth. They don't paint the whole picture. And you never know sometimes when a man is transitioning or when he's second guessing something that he's done. That was his family. This was a family that entered into a crisis and prematurely filed for divorce. And he had every right to try to make that work. I got caught in a crossfire. And I shouldn't, I placed myself there and I had to deal with it. That's my story. Wow. Ladies, <laughs> don't let up because it's me. Oh no. Well, um, going back to my introduction, when I introduced myself as a nationally accredited professional model and a former NBA dancer, um, that pretty much points at me in all directions of things that I have seen in both of those careers, um, even things that I have experienced. Um, those who are closest to me know that, um, you know, I've dated NFL football players. I've dated NBA basketball players. Um, there's been situations that were presented to me in both of those professions, um, both of those capacities. Um, some of them were single. Some of them made it clear, hey, you know, I have a Monday through Friday and sometimes a Saturday, pick a day. Oh, wow. But the one that I myself, um, you know, and I'm, I'm just speaking, you know, my truth wholeheartedly, <laughs> the one that affected me the most um, did happen to be, um, at the time, when I say the big fish of the NBA, I mean the big fish of the NBA. And of course, the big fish was married um, with the family. And it kind of goes back because the history that I had with him began before he even, you know, was drafted into the NBA. So okay. that in itself kind of made me feel as though, you know, not the fact that, oh, well, he'll always choose me up first. Like he knew me before he even had his career. He knew me before the groupies. He knew me before the wife. You know, we have this friendship. You know, we have this history. We have experience with each other, you know, outside of the lights and the camera and the games and the, the money and contracts and all that comes with that lifestyle. Now, what I can say is when everything was on the up and up, I did have enough restraint, you know, to, uh-uh, I cannot. But to know this former NBA player, because he's retired now, but to know him is to know that divorce papers have been drafted up and filed many, many, many times. Okay. So during those times, you know, he would contact me. He would fly in sometimes. He would fly me out sometimes. And then we would pick up and resume the, you know, I want you. I want to be with you. Um... He would even, you know, go back to the, I've been knowing you for this long. You know, we have oh. all this history. We have this, this, this. Emotional manipulation. Right, right. And like I said, he, he knows very well that this wasn't a situation that I was going to jump into, you know, to 
per se break up a happy home. But when papers have been filed and they're actively in the courts and yeah, you know, right, right, right. Right. right, so okay, you know, so I'm getting drawn back in, I'm getting sucked back in, and you know, I'm starting to tell family and starting to tell friends, you know, this time it's for real, it's for real. The papers are being drawn, the papers are being drawn. My stories are corroborated by the news because you know it's in the blogs, it's in magazines, social media, TV, you know. They file for divorce, da 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 da. Lo and behold, right when I get back in the mix of, okay, this is real, this is finally gonna happen. I get the phone call or I get the visit. We need to talk. Okay, what are you talking about? You know, I'm I'm way up here now because, in my opinion, I didn't break up anything. You know, it it's done for whatever reason. It's gonna end, and then I will be free, clear conscience, clear heart, clear mind, to resume what I've always wanted with this person, anyways. <laughs> but some way, somehow, each and every time those papers were filed, those papers were withdrawn. Whether it's well, it's in this point cheaper to keep her, right. honestly. Um, especially like the last time and they filed three or four times and um, when it, it came out as to how much he would stand to lose going through with this divorce he had the nerve to present to me well you know what my heart is and you know what I want to do but it, it's literally cheaper to keep her but we can still do what we do and, you know, I have no problem putting it out there. This retired NBA basketball player has been purchasing a home for me um, since I've been living here in North Carolina. I'm at a place called Cornelius. And for people who's familiar with Cornelius, they know, like, a lot of celebrities and a lot of, you know, it's, it's one of the um, in-the-know places, mm -hmm. you know. Around Isn't that where Dale Earnhardt Jr. lives? Yeah. The race car driver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's really low-key because, again, you know, it's it's known for the type of wealthy people and influential people and person, important people who live there. Um, and even though, you know, each time it happened, you know, I'm having conversations with myself, I'm crying to friends, I'm crying to family, I'm like, I knew better, I knew better, I knew better, even with the papers, but there was still something, even in that situation of, honestly, I'm not gonna be able to divorce her, you know, but I still want you. I still will put you in this house. I still will put money in your account. I still will do this. It was tempting. It was, you know, because like I said, this has been years of having something with this person, this person having my heart, you know, and I'm, I'm not gonna say it was a situation to where he didn't care about me or, you know, he didn't possibly love me as he told other people, like other people and told me, but, I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. No judgment. We, a lot of women share your story. A lot of women share your story. Whether we all know their story, we all have one. Mm -hmm. Don't beat up on yourself. I guess the question is, how's Scotty Pippen doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, how's he, how's he doing anyhow? <laughs> I'm 
Right, right. Girl, tell Michael Jordan we said hey. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the caliber of women that we have in the podcast today. <laughs> We're not celebrating um, the journeys that we took. We're simply talking about it because there are some of you that are probably experiencing depression right now because you can own your mistake, but it's the condemnation of others that's keeping you stuck. Absolutely. making you feel like that mistake was the first one in creation when it hasn't been. We have to talk about right. it. Mm -hmm. When you have the courage to talk about right. it, I'm not saying go around telling everyone your business. Right. No, that's not what we do. However, you need to know that other women have experienced it. Other women have been successful in overcoming it and are living successful, productive, emotionally free from the bondage lives. That's where we are today. Yeah. And going back to what you said earlier about God doesn't bless mess, I guess what I wanted to say at the end of that was that I thought that because the divorce papers were drawn, mm -hmm. that I was free to celebrate my relationship with him and take it before the altar. Absolutely. I thought Absolutely. that I could I could talk to God about this mess. Yeah. No, it was mess. Mm -hmm. You know, mm, let me tell you what I found out. I found out years ago, I got... I got a secret I want to share. Okay. I found out years ago, here's how you find out if God is in it. Real quick. You want to find out? You want a quick answer? Stamp God's name on it. Say God did this. Say God brought him to me. And he will quickly, almost before you get it out your mouth, show you I'm not a part of this. That man or that right. woman will start acting a fool. You will start finding out things without having to look now. That's how you know. You want to find out. Again, if you want to know if God really brought that person into your life, if this is something that God can bless, will bless, there's potential, stamp God's name on it. Mm. He doesn't work well with mess. Mm -mm. So I hate to do this, ladies, but the guys are calling. Okay. Ah. They want to talk to us. This is too much. I mean, I've, I've never, this is my first time, this is my first time having women of your caliber um, in my presence and on the podcast and being able to talk about things sincerely and from a place of love and no judgment. You're my daughter. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> She already knows you are from a place And that was Jazz. Jazz is not participating today, not because she doesn't want to, but because she doesn't want to. So, so I guess we're going to segue into why are there so many single black women? So I came up with the idea to discuss this because there was this um, video floating around on social media. It was on YouTube initially. And it was entitled, Why? it says, three to six million black women are single, can't find a date or a husband, why is that? Well, I guess we're just going to call the guys and start Let's the conversation them. because I don't want to. Now, I want to apologize for anyone who is sensitive. This next part of the podcast is not for you because I... 
did say at the beginning, this is going to be explicit contact. We're having adult conversations and we're unapologetic in our truths, in our opinions. If we have offended anyone during the course of this podcast, if we have stepped on any toes, I simply ask that you step up and speak out. You can email me at divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. Otherwise, sit back and listen. professional model signed to FTC Publications based in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a former NBA dancer. Um, I still do cheerleading coordination with the um, Carolina Panthers. And currently, I work um, in a corporate Forbes company as a business professional. All right. All right. Diva. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Good morning. 
So my name is Libra, and I'm laughing because I think I had introduced myself uh, earlier and said my age was 38, and I'm actually uh, 47, about to be 48, and I'm, I'm thinking back that uh, 38 must have been a real good year for me. That <laughs> 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 it stuck in my mind this morning. Sounds good. Uh, you know, uh, I've been in the mortgage business for the past 28 years. Um, I guess I could go down the line and tell you uh, all about my accomplishments in the mortgage business, but what's important to me is um, I love the Lord, I love my family, I love serving and giving to others, and uh, I try to be a kind, good person. So that's who I am. You are. You are. Hey, listen, and if loving the Lord is wrong, I don't love anybody. <laughs> that's what I say. Amen. Amen. All right, my, my, my bad, my bad. Okay. Okay, well, this is... I'm sorry, I'm just jumping in right now. I done had a few mimosas. If we, we're yeah. drinking mimosas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fellas. Anything else, go ahead. If not, let's pass it on because I truly want to jump into these three topics and I'm looking forward to the collaboration that's about to happen here. Well, this is Angela. You guys know me as the diva of Diva Speaks podcast. And <laughs> good morning, those of you who are in Radio Land. I am by, I guess my profession, my bread and butter is I'm a corporate accounting analyst. I am a happily married diva. I have two children. I love fashion. I do part-time fashion blogging, but podcasting has been my new passion, has been okay. my new enthusiasm. And I love talking about relationship issues, giving my truth, my perspective, and my advice unapologetically. That's who I am. That's what's up. That is beautiful. And I'm trying to tell you, what college did you attend? Because I've never heard nobody pronounce their name Angela or whatever you. I thought it was Angela. It's not. It's A N G A L A. All the vowels are A. Okay, all right, cool. I'm just, just don't pay me no mind. <laughs> I guess we can uh, ask you that question then. <laughs> what college did you attend? She is a Palmore. And so, therefore, we got more power. Get it, break it down. So, yes, indeed, we got to get the game where we come from. I ain't hating on nobody else's family, but I only got mine, baby. They pissed me off. But let's jump right in. So, let me ask y'all this. So, the, the post that you put up, the post that y'all put up, and y'all were talking about why women are single, I put out, well, go ahead and tell us why you came to this conclusion and why this topic was important for you on this particular day as we can collaborate and mix all three topics in. Okay, well, here's, here's what I like to do. I'll start, and then each of the ladies will share their perspective or, or their opinions on why 
Um, they think um, this is an issue for black women. And I guess we can get you guys um, feedback or response. But for me personally, I think I have two specific reasons um, to this particular problem. But I'll only address the important one. I think that it is not black women. There are an abundance of black women that are single. I don't think it has anything to do with any type of physical attributes. I think that black women are beautiful, um, highly intelligent. Most of us are educated. Most of us are ambition driven. Most of us have faith in some higher power. Most of us love the sisterhood and we love love. We love everything about sex and intimacy. We love to please our men. I love everything about sex and intimacy. Right? Okay. We love sex. We love intimacy. We crave both of them. We crave to have a family. So that makes us, that doesn't set us apart from any particular um, group of other group of women. But here's why I think I think that black women have been fixated for a very long time on having a specific type of black man. Wow. He has to be black. Number one, six foot to six foot three, tall, okay. dark, chocolate chiseled with a certain amount of disposable income before they will even allow themselves to be approachable and or dateable. And I think wow. that that is keeping them single. I am a an advocate of interracial love. I think okay. that love has no color. And the I more agree. that you expand what you are open to, the better your chances are of receiving love. Because here's what I do know. Black men have evolved a long time ago. You guys have... Um, not limited yourselves. You will date a beautiful Latina. You will date a beautiful exotic Asian chick. You will date a, a beautiful Brazilian chick. It doesn't matter. As long as she is visually appealing to you and has some of the attributes that you require, you are open to receive love in or whatever you're looking for for that woman. Black woman is still stuck. That's mine. Let me, let me, let me interject real quick. The reason why I believe men do that is because uh, a brother told me you can't have peace when there's confusion. And, and what does so, that have to do with black women? No, no. what it is is because th this is what it has to do with black women because you say, if you say a black man will go out there and date someone based on those things because those things provide a black man with peace. And if you're saying black women are stuck, then that means maybe in certain situations, and not all, but maybe there's not peace present in a situation where a black man and a black woman are together. And everybody, whether it's a man or a woman, I tell people, you have to seek what makes you happy. You gotta seek what makes you peaceful. And if you're in a situation with someone off of color, like you said, love does not uh, have any colors and it's not racial and it's not biased, mm -hmm then you seek those people that give you peace because then if you have peace, you can grow. And if you're not growing and you're not building, then you do not need to be with that individual at that particular point in time if you don't know how to build them up to understand that in order to move together, you got to build together. So that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily to do with black women. It's just that with the absence of confusion, you have peace. And sometimes it's believed that black women do not overstand the plight of the black man enough 
so they end up causing more confusion in the household than they cause peace. So you're saying to in response to what I said that you you as a representing the black man may be excluding a black woman from your search or from love with that person because of the confusion factor, which you only validating my point in, in my mind, because I've often said that the sisters that are keeping themselves single and um, withholding love um, from other opportunities, the small percentage of black available black men, it's a very small pool, small percentage of them that are available. And the ones that are available, my question to that sister is, are you what he wants? You, you are not what he's want, or you are not what he's looking for. Even if he is open to looking at you as a viable candidate to couple up with, you don't fit the bill. But go ahead. So, so okay, so Ju, my man Julak, so let me first get some introductions because I think y'all can see us. But um, we have the former Foot Locker employee that didn't turn in his shirt. You already know what that is. That's my cousin. Then we got Miss Kizzy in the building, Miss Sips. So we got a queen quotient of four to five. So y'all, y'all running shit. Hi, Miss Kizzy. We hear you. Said, I know. They want me to be quiet. Queen of three, minus one. No, they just said hi, Miss Kizzy. They said hi, Miss Kizzy. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. You're right. They said good morning. And we got Julock, we got A-Love, and we got No Key Poppin'. So Julock had, had a response for what you said, Queen. Go ahead, Julock. First of all, good morning. Thank you so much for coming on. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Well, great. great. We're interested mm -hmm. in hearing what you have to say. Because I have two other divas that well, are, are yeah, ready to share their, their perspective. What I would like to say to that is, I think it's an accountability factor on both ends, right? So I understand that for women, like, yeah, there's a certain bill that a man should fit that we've all been um, conditioned to believe in from the time we've been children since the era of Walt Disney and a, man, a woman naturally wants a man to leave right and a man naturally wants a woman I guess to submit but like that's where we have the argument nowadays because the dynamics have shifted as far as women having to hold down the house women going out to make the money and then women coming home and still leaving the home and a lot of men I would say personally like a lot of men go out here and they're not leaders, and they're not leaders like anywhere else. So you come home and expect to be the leader. Like, how did that work? That that aspect I understand. And then there's the other aspect where there are a group of brothers who are trying. They might not have all the things, the, the tangible materials necessary to, to get to the level where you ultimately want to be yet, but that brother is still trying. But I think a lot of women become impatient because of some sort of uh, clock in the hand. They're like, look, we have to do this. You need to, we need to set these goals and we need to get here 
in a certain amount of time because compartmentalized because we don't have forever, and then it becomes uh, a, a nitpicking thing. And, and a lot of men cannot we can not handle nitpicking because ultimately. we're not ultimately that detailed. In, I think it boils down to back to our earlier discussion maturity. Yeah, where you don't have to be the boss of the company you work with, but you're mature enough to take that role of responsibility as the male figure in your household. Like you mentioned before, you may not be the president of the United States, but you're the president of, your of my household. household. That's right. So that is that's where it comes down to the maturity of the individual. Where uh, there are relationships, I've heard stories where uh, the wife makes more than the husband. He has like a little part-time job. He cleans house. He does all. You know, he takes care, but he keeps his family in but, order. Yeah, but a lot, but a lot, a lot of black women. They're not, they're not going to
Now that means maybe, maybe I have a type. Maybe my type is I like dark hair, olive skin, um, brown, green eyes, hazel eyes, whatever you want to call it. That man could be a black man. He could be a Greek man. He could be an Italian man. He could be any man, but he's just going to be someone I'm physically attracted to. At the end of the day, what I want him to be is a good man. Amen. So, So then there's that aspect. Um, and now I also heard you guys talk about, you know, a lot of black women won't date the man that maybe he's, maybe he's got the side job cleaning houses. I believe I heard someone say, maybe he's doing this. So she doesn't want that. Now for me personally, I want to date up and by dating up means I don't want to meet someone at my same level. I want someone to push me and add value in my life. So that goes back to how I conduct myself professionally and how I'm going to conduct myself personally. So my circle of friends are going to push me to be better. Why would I not want to be with a man that's going to push me to be better too? So I don't want to date for what his potential might be. I want him to already be there and push me also. And we're going to go from there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. We got two questions right there because I want you to hold because it's something very powerful that I'm going to throw in the mix. But I'm going to let Miss Kizzy because one thing we're not going to do, like, because I got three beautiful queens in Charlotte, about four, six hours away, and I got a beautiful queen here. And she feel like us men are muting her up here. Yeah. So she had a question for y'all. Okay. Go ahead, Miss Kizzy. Now, the question was, like, how do you have, what if, what if he's a bum? What if you fall in love with a total bum? He doesn't have anything. What did that say about Okay, well then, what, I mean, I guess that... Hold on, 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 got kids already. And they got 15 of them. And you got 15. You know what I'm saying? Like, I substitute for PK3 and the greatest thing in the fucking world is a fucking two, three, four, five-year-old because they're sponges and they listen and they're raw. So when you say, I don't want to date a woman because she got this or I don't want to date a man because he got a baby mama, what can we do together to build? And if we can't build each other up then we will always be single in the eyes of those people that feel like relationship because at the end of the day, we are here to procreate and build and build and build empires. And each individual has the ability to be an empire. And if we're not helping build an empire with the bricks and the mortar needed to build a foundation, then at the end of the day, while we searching the companionship of other people. Okay, I hear what you are saying, and I, I, I would like to respond. Because um, okay, I definitely can see... Hold on, I, I went back, I'm passionate about that because I remember Angela said she was passionate about something. So I get a little heated, don't worry about me. <laughs> go ahead, you go ahead. No, no, that's <laughs> great. I, that's great, and I respect your truth and, and what you have to say. But I'm going to tell you, I'm a 48-year-old woman. 48. I am not going to meet a man at this stage in my life and I'm looking to build something with him. I have a 22-year-old daughter. She can date a man for his potential and I'm fine with that. Um, I'm going to be, and that's me, I'm going to be real honest. 
I've established a career. I've worked hard. I've already built stuff. I've already did all those steps. I believe as a grown woman, I'm looking for a grown man. Now he might be the meat man at the grocery store. I want him just to be the best meat man and be proud of himself. So no, he doesn't have to have a six figure job. Excuse me. He just needs to be proud of himself. But no, I'm not going to take the time and we're going to start from scratch. And now I got to wait for you to pay off some credit and I got to wait for you to do this and that. We should already be in this place coming together. But that's the man I'm going to attract. Oh so everybody's God. different that way. Ooh, about the mic. you believe that, because I believe in, in nature so much, right? Uh-huh. And do you believe that we all start out as a seed? That we all came out of the sea? No, started out, start as a sea. out as a sea. Yes, yes, we yes, I'm hearing you. Okay, sea, right? sorry, sorry, yes. Okay, so if you believe that, to me the word grown symbols completion. To me if we're a sea, we're always growing. Well, we I mean, that's, that's taking it a stretch far 40, for me. I'm 46, we are, I'll be 47 March. Lord willing that the creek don't rise. But I'm still growing. You know what? You know what's important, though. Why once somebody has grown, to me, at the end of the day, that's my opinion. We've grown to the point where we no longer exist. Because if I'm existing, the ing is important in every word we use. Because we still learn. I'm a learner. Definitely, definitely learning. And I am still learning. And okay. So therefore, I am still growing. Okay. So you're right. When you use the term man. I would say you're probably saying you don't want to deal with little boys. Because when you encounter a man, if you're observant of that, then a man is going to fit all the criteria that you identify. The Correct. question becomes, are you able to decipher that you have a man and not a boy based on what you put your conditions to be? Right. Now, I hear, once again, I hear what you're saying and I respect what you're saying, but the neat part about dating and relationships and looking at the, looking in the mirror at yourself is there's someone for you and there's someone for me. So I've got my criteria set of the kind of man I want and where I want him to be, need him to be based off of where I'm at. And you okay. have one and, and what you will accept and where you want her to be and where you need her to be. That's right. it's not a difference of a male and female. It's just we're just two different people. So right. I no, I haven't stopped growing and yes I am a grown woman, but I haven't stopped growing and learning, but I know what I'll accept and what I won't accept. That, that's that's respect. And and, I, and I'm not yeah. I'm not knocking that. I've been married for 15 years, right? And the creator told me and I told the queen that we share the same castle with cuz nobody is mine that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. But the reason why I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth with you about that is because the hardest thing I've dealt with is that she is competing with someone that's a builder. And if you're busy competing trying to see what I'm doing because of what you're doing or you've done or what you expect me to do, then collectively we're not building together. Trust me, I built, you know, and I love, and I'm sharing it with y'all because I love y'all to life, but I don't do this. If you look at me, I'm unassuming. The degrees I have are still in the goddamn envelope that they were mailed in. That shit don't mean nothing to me. Exactly. It's about us as individuals. We have to build each other up. We cannot, and I'm with you. If a motherfucker's a deadbeat, 
I'm with you. God damn it, he's a dead beat. He better beat his ass out of there. I'm with you with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what it is is we have those conditions in which we have expectations. And trust me, like they say, all money ain't good money. That's right. So we, who you're meant to be with, that's why I'm still with my wife. Trust and believe. Congratulations. Things right. happen. Well, well, they say it's the reason in the season why the creator put people in your life, right? Right. So the reason why I'm with her 15 years after all the bullshit that I put her through and the shit that she put me through is because I'm a man. I'm disciplined enough to stand firm on what the creator told me. I'm not a little boy. I'm not going to run from my responsibilities. But in the same token, I expect more in a situation when you look at where we're at my wife had told me, I ain't gonna say my, she told me that, uh, and y'all women probably relate to this, my grandmother told me, don't ever let a man know how much money you got. My grandmother told me, never never give a man money because this, that, and the other, right? So what happens is, you, how does that help us move forward as a, as a team, as builders, if you already got in your mind what you is and ain't going to do based on what you were told. Well, you can't move forward. That, you know, because, because you have to understand that if you're evolving and if you're woke, as this generation would like to label it, right. you have to understand that grandma was talking and speaking from a place of hurt in Absolutely. her own relationship. You know, so she can only speak from her own truth. And if that, what was, if some things were going on in her relationship where she felt the need to not disclose all of her income, she wanted to pass that information, that education down to her babies that she loved unconditionally so that they wouldn't find themselves in a similar place in life because that's what we do as parents. But you have to understand before you implement that in your life that grandma had some relationship issues too. Yes, but I don't want to hog the stage. I know Adria, yes, guys, yes, Adria yes. has some points that she wants to share with you as well. And then maybe if you guys are bold enough, you can respond to what I just said about grandma. Okay. Hi, um, this is Adria and I, I want to take it back, you know, a few minutes to what Libra was saying, you know, and her expectations when it comes to knowing her worth as a woman and knowing the type of man that she deserves to help her continue and also help her continue to build. I understand her saying completely that she doesn't want to, you know, find a man in this day and age and have to build him per se. And I think that goes back to one of the points that I wanted to make. I don't think any woman enters the dating um, you know, game as far as, well, I don't know what I want in a man. I don't know the type of man that I want. No, she does. But that goes into a lot of women have, for whatever reason, felt the need to settle. And a lot of women settle because for whatever reason, they start to feel as though, okay, you know, maybe I can't find a man, you know, that's up to par with everything that I want. Well, he has almost everything that I want. So they, they, yeah, right. they have like the, okay, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that also, you know, partners up with a lot of, in my opinion, again, and I'm saying this based off of, you know, things that I've seen on social media, even in, uh -huh. in things that we watch on, on TV now, it seems as if a lot of women now give up on 
having standards and having, you know, that vision of the type of man they want just to settle to say, well, at least I got somebody. Mm. Right, at right, at right. least I'm so not. You so basically what you're saying is you compromise your standards because you feel like you have to have somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. That even, even, yeah, even when you know that that person and the situationship, let's be real, because it's not a relationship that you're in, it's a situationship. You know that it's not something that you should be in and you know that person is not necessarily the best person for you. Like, we know this just as well as men do, but they settle, you know, just to be able to say, hey, well, I have somebody. You know, it feels okay. some sort so, of so way. Let me let me ask you this. Um, shout out to my man, Comedy Bird. Um, my man, Comedy Bird, he posed a question on Tuesday at a comedy show, and I'm going to pose this to Miss Kizzy and uh, Libra and Gala. And, um, again, we induced the mention, so, so please chalk it up to the game. But he said, he asked the women in the crowd, what would you prefer to have? A guy with a whole lot of money already or someone that can hold you, keep a companion, be that security that you need, that protector and all that. So what would you rather have? And I'm going to tell you before I get your answer. One, one, a couple of women was like, I need a nigga with money. I need him to come to the table with money already. So what are y'all thoughts? I'm going to start with Miss Kizzy. You got your own damn money. You got your own money, so you want what? I want a, uh, what is it? I want a, what is it? A companionship, companionship. Uh, I didn't say concubine. I never said it. What's the word? Dick and Proverbs. I want a Proverbs. You want Proverbs. Okay, so she don't need, she want Proverbs. She don't need money. She got her own money. So where do y'all stand on that? Well, this is Adrienne. I could definitely agree because by no means am I a charity case. I can support myself. I get up every day. I go out and I go to a corporate career and I make my own money. So I'm not looking for a sponsor. I'm not looking for someone to take care of me in the aspects of, oh, well, financially, you know, I need him to be my lifeline. You know, I will be 38 years old, God willing, um, in March. So at this point, you know, going back also to what Libra has said earlier, you know, I'm not out here looking for someone that I have to play build a bear with or build a man per se to build him up. You know, I am looking for exactly, you know, I am to the point to where I will have children that's in college in a few years. So when my kids are long gone, you know, I'll still have my money, but I won't have that companionship. I won't have that partner who hopefully that no not hopefully I will you know have Speaking. a husband then yeah. um so I'm, I'm looking for that security as far as emotionally you know I'm okay. looking for someone that I can come home to at the end of the day and you know have a sit down dinner with and talk about life and talk about how I'm feeling and how he's feeling and how we can you know keep each other on track with you know, continuing to grow together through life to be happy together. Because let me tell you, being a former NBA dancer, listen, I know plenty of people who are married. He has money, she has money, and they can't stand each other. So nobody's bank account is making them happy. So at the end of the day... So, so my thing is... So, so, so the, 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 I'm going to follow up and I'm going to go back to what Libra was saying. I'm going to follow up with this in this sense, right? So what, what basically was explained to me, hold on, first of all, Aunt Gala, did you, did you want to chime in? Uh, I know you married, so you probably want to protect your uh, interests. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm going 
that you reside with in the castle uh, is someone that fits those, uh, I guess, fit that criteria that we're talking about? Okay, it's funny that you asked that. Long as you're happy, fuck that dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what? Can, can I keep it real? Can I keep it real? I want to keep it real. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm gonna keep it very real with you guys. This particular question came up in one of the social media groups that Adria and I participate in, and it they it spoke to the issue of basically. Um, marrying a man or getting a man or trapping a man that's financially stable. And I have a different take on that. And my, my thing is, first of all, let me, let me, let me get out the first point and then I'm going to circle back around to, to Jorge. Um, I don't think that people should wait until their financial, this is me, ladies. I don't think people should wait until they're financially stable to hook up. Because if you do, you're kind of discriminating against those people that actually live and thrive in poverty. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of our great grandmothers and grandfathers existed in poverty and they built families and legacies that we're, we're here today. They weren't, you know, super successful. They, they weren't living, you know, with millions in their bank account, but they created families, loving families, and they made it work. But as for me and my personal situation, you know, I'm a woman of a particular caliber. Okay. And just like Kizzy and, and Libra and Adria, I have my own. I've been in corporate America for as long as I could remember. That's all right. I know. So when I was open to receiving love, I knew that this man had to be built with some good stuff. Now on the surface, hey, on the surface. the referee. Who throws a flag on the referee? Shut your old ass up. <laughs> My apologies. Because you know how us Palmores do. We don't follow directions well. So go ahead. My apologies. That's okay. So I, so I, I do agree with what, what I'm saying is, on the surface, this man didn't look like he had anything to offer me. On the surface. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, to be truthful with you, he drove a beat-up car. Uh -huh. um, he didn't really dress in a lot of fancy clothes. Okay. And, uh, I mean, you know, he didn't carry himself, you know, like a super successful person with a lot of disposable income to share. Okay. However, what he did, what he did to lock me in was lavish me with the love and attention that I craved. Because that's what wow. was missing. That's what I was missing. I want you to repeat that again. He, he lavished you. He lavished me. No, I'm not going to hold on. I need you to catch up. Hey. Okay. He lavished you. He lavished me with the love. He said he lavished her. With the love. With the love and attention she craved. Okay. And put on your seatbelt because I'm not done. Okay, he cool. also he also it. he also had on the table this this infamous table that we talk about what we're bringing things to the infamous table what he brought to the table was commitment and marriage Ooh. he didn't come into my life to waste my time mm -hmm. and so by wow. me by me knowing that and him actually showing me through his actions that he was serious about mm -hmm. creating a family with me meaning him and I because we ain't 
ain't having no babies. Right. But, but in, in, in all of that, you know what I got? I got a man with an impeccable work ethic. Mm. I got a man whose sense of family is unmatched that I've never seen. He's from another culture. There are some cultural clashes, but you know what that does for me? This man gives me the world. If anyone knows anything about me, I live extremely well. Yes. He has nice credit. And he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind getting his Latino behind out of bed, working as many hours as he need to to provide well for not only me but my daughters. So you gotta be careful with setting your standards. To, well, I don't want to say so high because I don't want to. I don't want to vilify another woman's standards. Realistic. But you, you got to be realistic because yeah. everybody got bills. Everybody got yes, families. Right. Everybody got things they're dealing with. It's not too many people that's going to be financially stable that you're going to come in contact with on a day-to-day -day basis. Time. I love you to life. I'm fucking proud man. <laughs> <laughs> my maiden name. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you why that's important, right? Because, wow, my goodness. Y'all might need me to take another bad phone break. But I'm going to tell you about the point that everything that you, Libra, Adrian, Adrian, and Miss Gizzy said, was you kind of validated my point about builders in this sense. All the things outside of the finances, you said you had a man to do certain stuff. And to me, I believe if the individual does those things, then it's building. Right. Well, I think you, no, 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 no. I think what you might have you might have taken something out of context, though. So, uh, everything that Gala just said right now, I, I, I second. I feel which is intimacy. Number one, my husband brought to the plate, and that's the one thing that was lacking from my life. Um, so he built that part of your life up. No, but he did. So he built that part of my life. It's not about money and material items. It's it's who he is inside. What what that part of him adding value to my life was that intimacy. Was that loving my girls also yes. um, that yes. he he had no claim to, but they were his. So I mean, it's it's not the material. I don't know if it was you. It was stated that you don't want to build a bed. But most females start out as building bears themselves. They put makeup on, they put eyelashes on, they put their feet in the smallest shoes to look good. Okay, well, this build a bear is all natural, so she ain't doing all that right now. Not three in general, so don't get it wrong, but I'm going to be real. I'm generalizing now. You come out the house building something that you are probably mostly are not. So, what I'm saying is, if you are saying you don't want to build a bear, and you don't want a guy that ain't this, that, or the other, but in the same token, the things that are not financially driven, that's a void that you're looking for a guy to build up in your life. And it's okay when he does that, but a lot of females end up caught up because they do not want to put the time and effort in to identify the void that the man has or the little boy has to help build him up. And so when you hold somebody to accountable and a standard, but you're not really to address and help them, then that's where the crux of the situation is, is because, yes, 
We all start out looking for validation, male or female, because our parents say, you're great, you're nice, but the world is not going to treat us like our parents treat us. Okay, this is good. So let's be real. I, like I, tell, I, I have four kids. I got a son that's 25. I'm a grandparent. I got daughters 18 and 19 for my wife's first marriage, and I got a daughter that's 14, right? So in the same token, I tell them, I'm going to raise you like life going to raise you. I'm going to see if you can survive when I leave here because I'm not going to be here all the time. But I become a villain in my household because I'm not appeasing the things that they, that they believe society say they should have. The same thing in relationships. If society says a man or a woman should be a certain way, we tend to judge based on those standards, no matter how black power we are and how so much supportive of our black sisters and our black brothers. I call it yelling black power, but judging by white standards. Okay, so what let happens me... is, if I come in and give you the intimacy you need and the security and the companionship, and I'm there and I'm disciplined and I'm working hard, but goddamn, I only make $15 an hour. And I got 10 bills. And most females would say, oh, shit, son, you need to make a little bit more money. Okay, I want to address that. I want to address that. I want to address that. I need to put you on pause. I really do. I want to address that. This, okay, this is this is Diva. Let the Diva speak. Okay. So, okay, so let me go back to your point where I think I heard you say that um, females um, are looking for their counterpart to fill a certain void, but they fail to want to um, it's a, they fail to they reciprocate. I got you. Just hold that. on. So that's what okay. I was basically okay. saying. Like, hold on. You have a boy coming into a relationship that if a guy meets that, you're cool. But you are so, most people are so worried about their own void that they don't consider the void of the other person. Okay, I got it. I got, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So this is what I want to say. This is, what I want. this is what I want to say, and this is to all the men that are listening who are under the sound of my voice. It okay. does not make it okay for you to be the void filler and to have your own voids or issues or whatever you want to label it. Neglect it. Yes. It is up to you and your responsibility to identify when a woman is not being attentive to what wow. you need, okay? Because it's not about a sense of entitlement. I think you're meeting women that have a sense of entitlement just because of the fact she has a vagina. Exactly. That doesn't make it okay. So for all the men out there, when you see, when you see a woman, when you see a woman, when you see, I'm with you, I'm with you, I feel you on that. When you encounter a woman who is strictly about receiving a deposit, but she's not willing to deposit into the things that you need as a person, as a willing participant in the relationship, you need to exit. Because at this point, it's not about reciprocity. Are you not a man? Hey, listen. Are you not a man? I'm going to tell you the reason why I like that because I, I call myself a word sage and I break down the word relationship. If we can't relate, you need to ship your ass out, or I need to ship you out. I need to, I need to lift that anchor up. Thank you, James. Because you being an anchor. 
Okay, so listen to what you just said, though. So you just you just validated everything I just said. If we if you can't, I'm a word sage, and if if you can't bring this to the table for me, then you need you to, go. to go. It's the exact same thing. Right, I did validate, but it's two sides to the coin. That means. If you're not relating to that individual, you need to ship your ass out too. Okay, but that's just dating, period. Right. That's just yeah. dating. That's, that's, part, that's part of the dance. Come to the table with something. Um, let, let me sidebar real quick because I want to put this out there for uh, y'all as well as Miss Kizzy. What, is, what do you feel about roles? Like R-O-L-E-S, not Thanksgiving rolls, like Hawaiian bread rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, I understand. Because we saw, I, I think a lot of females and women saw what our grandmother, what the grandmothers went through and the aunts. And the first thing they said was, I'm never going to go through that. But what I believe is our grandparents, and our grand, you know, grandmother and grandfather, they accepted the role based on the times. And the key is to accept the role and not be feel like you're confined or a role you're taking makes you less of a contributor. So I'm going to put it out there for the queens. What, what do you feel about the roles that supposed women should play in a relationship and or man should play in a relationship. Well, th- that's that's pretty interesting. So I guess you could say, now are we going to talk about it biblically where, you know, the woman submits to the man? Hell no, not biblically. No, I okay, don't we just, okay, so we're just talking about just... Whatever, one thing about it, however you want to address it is on you. One thing about it, we go biblically, that's fine. Okay, well, I've had both sides. I've had both sides, so I, I, I want to... Call me H2O. So however you want to address it, I just want to know, because really... Uh, hold on. The biblical... It would be a lot less bullshit going on. Okay, so go ahead. So Miss Kizzy going to dress on the road. And to help and to do with their asses. Okay. Okay, so go ahead. So, so go ahead. You can go biblically or however you want to approach it. So, all okay, so got the table on rolls. Hold on, real quick. All right, this is Libra. Uh, I, I've been blessed to have two great relationships in my life, and when okay. I say great. Uh, you know, the first, my first marriage, uh, my husband had passed away, but he blessed me with my children. The second okay. marriage, um, I, I was blessed by God to come to him whole and he came to me whole and he, God brought us together. So going back to our roles in the first marriage, we were almost like two roommates, two individuals. Um, but he expected me pretty much to lead the house in terms of, I made all of the decisions on everything. And over time that caused a great resentment because I thought, you know, my example was my daddy who would make decisions. Um, not so much that I felt like he should make the decisions. He just stepped up to take that position of lead. And I knew that there couldn't be two chiefs in the house. So that's sort of where one should submit a bit. Um, respectfully in this relationship with my husband, he is a leader. He makes the decisions. 
I submit to him, but that does not mean I roll over. We discuss things, but he still leads our house, and I respect him for that. Um, so we both work. We're both busy. We have family. We've got kids. Um, I can't say I cook every day. I might cook when I want to, and maybe he cooks every day because maybe his schedule is more flexible. Um, I keep a clean house, but what I expect him to do is to lead. So I try not to live my life having expectations of what our roles should be. But one that I do have is that I want to know if I'm going to be in a relationship, then I need this man to lead our relationship and I need him to lead it through the grace of God. I can Exactly. I and, and, you know, to further this is, and, and, and this. Y'all just help me with another topic for a show. Play a role, but don't roll over. Goddamn play. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and, and if I can contribute to what Libra was saying, this is Adria. When it comes to my relationship, the only role that I require is exactly what Libra just said. Just be the leader. Because the type of woman that I am, honey, I can cook your food and wash your clothes, but I can also change your oil and change your tire. Amen. What? So let's be clear. <laughs> to the type of man that, you know, I'm just saying, you know, and, and as far as roles that women, you know, are supposed to, I guess, bring to the relationship as, as a requirement that I do have of my partner, you stand and sit over the same toilet that I do. So it will not hurt you to clean the toilet. It will not yes. hurt you to wash some clothes. So I don't go into a relationship like, okay, honey, I'm going to cook and iron and sweep. I do hold that thought because I want to touch on that. My man Loki had, had, he had, he wanted to chime in to what, uh, I believe what Libra had said. Go ahead, Loki. So, like, we'll refer back to the chat. I don't know if we were on the station when we talked about it. Okay. Um, where you have the king and queen. Okay. The king can only move one place at a time. <laughs> right, right, right. But the queen can do everything on the board. Except the, except the L shape, but go ahead. So, <laughs> uh, but with that being said, it takes both as, it's kind of like co-pilot. Okay. You're flying your plane to your destination, what you're building. Okay. As an empire. Like me, I'm looking to build my own little personal empire. Okay. For my life goals. So right. I need my co I need my queen to be able to take care of things that I'm not able to. Right. Or if I'm out, I need to know that she is there. Um, there was an Ethiopian uh, leader who took his wife into battle with him. Uh -huh. And it was a thing where said that I would rather have my wife die by my side versus these guy here and someone else take her. Wow. Um, but with that... That's control, though. Yeah. That's a whole different topic. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like issues. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, I'm going to have his wife. So he said, no, I'd rather her die in battle with me or I need someone who I can talk to if I'm trying to make a decision. 
Okay. I'm going to not only affect myself, her, but our children. Right. Because let's face it, as millennials, you mentioned debt is ridiculous. We probably will be in a polygamous society because of the cost of living. So until I can get to that point, I need a person. I will wine and dine my wife all day, every day. Okay. Because that's my wife. That's my queen. That's the best woman for me. Okay. So, but I need her to be able to help me in areas that I'm not as strong as Okay. So, I mean, that's what any leader they a great leader doesn't have to be great at everything. They find the best people to do things that they're not good at. Right. right. So, so, hard or not hard. So, I, I want to say this to Libra and Gala and Adrian and Miss Kizzy. Y'all understand that the bullshit is about to come through if y'all keep talking about money. The response to that, he's going to be like, why are we be polygamous then? Because everybody is saying, because the way society is in debt, we're going to need to polygamy. And hold on real quick, I want to ask, I want to ask you, I've been real stable back. I want to ask y'all about the post. No, I know, I'm just saying, I was being facetious in the sense of, a- Anthony, Anthony, hello, key. I, I love you to life. I want that leg up hug. So, so the reason why I'm saying what I said is because if y'all paid attention to Julak and Loki agreed with him, is that because of that we're going to go to a polygamous society. And so it's like if y'all keep telling a nigga he ain't making enough money, the next thing I say is goddamn, we're bringing out a female in the joke. And I don't see it that way. So the next question I want to ask, if we if we not finish with the roles, y'all can go ahead and chime in. What is the problem, ladies, with a man residing in a castle with multiple queens? Okay, yeah. I need. I, I got one request. If you could just, if you could just ask. Let me finish the question. Let me finish the question. Let me let me finish the question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish the question, and I'll give you the floor. I don't want you to answer the. I don't want you to answer the question based on Westernized civilization. I want you to answer the question based on your knowledge of ancient civilizations that surpassed 1492. Because in this society, we're told one life, one man, this, that, and the other. And a, a powerful sister, Sister Shahrazad Ali, was chastised on Donahue for everybody over 40 and over back in the 90s when she said women are controlling and implement possessive love. They want to control the man, they want to possess the man, and they play the role of God. So what's the problem, what's the problem with going back to possible ancient civilizations in which if we have a family and a village building together, why is it that you say a man cannot have another queen in the same castle? So, I said a castle. I ain't saying efficiency, goddamn it. Okay, I would. I would like to. I would like to first. Okay, hold on. All right, so so.
movies, everybody had their own house. If you look at these old, old movies that they make, are you crazy? If you look at the that they make, that man that had these different wives, he was going to different houses. Yes, he was. The king that lived in the castle, his wife lived with him. Those other hoes, he was going to their house. Or either he was down to the dungeon for them to I would like to address that, but I also have to be the bearer of bad news. Um, my other two queens um, will be leaving me in about five minutes, so um, I have to I have to wrap this up. But I would like to I would like to say this, uh, addressing the polygamy um, portion of the conversation. Uh, I want to tie that into why so many black women are single. Um, I don't know. I don't want to judge anybody in their lifestyles or their beliefs, but that would definitely um, resolve the problem of a lot of people being single. I guess if we did subscribe to that um, that lifestyle, but those are not the conditions or um, the society that most of us was raised in. So to try to what you're saying. Hold on, I'm going to try to get a hush over the cloud so you continue for the last five minutes. And before y'all leave, I know Loki wanted to ask all three of y'all a question, but go ahead. I like that, so go ahead and continue. Um, yeah, I'm just, just to be realistic about it, I mean, there are so many um, single black women out there and, and, you know, like I said, I don't want to be judgmental. I think polygamy will probably solve a lot of people's problems, but that is not the, the society or the, or the belief system that we have been raised or we have bought into. So it would be extremely difficult for a lot of us to transition into that particular mindset and lifestyle. And then let, just, let me just break it down. I'm a woman. I'm very territorial. I'm not sharing my dick with nobody. Okay? That dick, I'm, I'm the only one swinging on that dick. And it only works for certain people. I mean, Either you have to you have to grow up in that lifestyle, or you know you just don't automatically transition into it. No, I mean, only white people do that, and I said it. Now, unapologetically. Unapologetically. Hey, listen. High five on that. Yes. Come on, Shit. I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, Libra, and, Libra and Adrian, if y'all have anything to chime in, because before y'all leave, Loki wanted a question for all three of y'all, and I know we probably. 30 seconds into that five minutes. Yeah, sorry, uh, white people. I, I, no harm, so, white people. Um, I love you. So all white people, I love you. And then JB wants to address, and then we're going to go back to you guys on the polygamy question. Polygamy. So I wanted to um, refer back to, like, 50, 60, MLK and Malcolm X. Okay. They each had a wife, right? Okay. And I don't know their financial standings, but I don't think they were making six figures a year. No. So the women in those roles had to be extremely, they were leaders. And responsible. Also. So while their men were out basically with a powerful movement, they held it they, Yeah. They were leaders. Yeah, what I'm hearing are excuses were, as to why we had to take the lead. Exactly. But it's the, it's the fact that it's, it's hard not to. There's no way, there's no way those two men were able to do what they did 
well, without their women to help build them up. Because that's a crazy conversation. Babe, I want to change civil rights. I, I don't know if I can do this. I guarantee they have days with, I don't know how I'm going to do this. What's your question? I'm sorry. Let's be very clear. I want to understand the question so we can address it. A question, but to kind of refer back to the whole topic of society, I feel that's one thing where we are missing as a collective where it's not always about the superficial stuff, but being able to have that. Um, are women ready to help build up to their own version of MLK? Uh, Malcolm X, their own, their own superstar in their own home. So I think that's another thing where men, those boys who are trying to become men or who think they're men, they need a woman who is there to help nurture them as their mother would, protect them like their sister, their older sister would, but also be there to nurture them as their wife. Okay. Okay. Since we're so I think that that is where we are. Why people are uh, you know what I'm going right with that relationship thing. Okay. So that's where I think a lot of it comes from. Okay. All right. Cool. Go ahead. Okay. So before we go, I would I would like to say, and my my fellow divas can back me up or chime in real quickly. Um, your example about, I guess, Coretta Scott King or Betty Shabazz backing um, Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this. Um, you have to make sure that you want to sign up for that. A lot of us are not signing up for that. No, it takes a special type of woman to back a man with a vision as impactful as the ones that these leaders took. Somewhat of a role like Michelle Obama. Hmm. I mean, the, yeah, sure, the idea sounds nice. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, I was wife to Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, I'm first lady to uh, Barack Obama, but truthfully, not all women are cut from that cloth. We're not built to um, support a man with a, a platform of that magnitude and to be and to be hood about it. Uh, we don't want that shit. We don't want that shit. We don't want that shit. Ain't nobody signing up for that. That's right. Okay, go ahead. That's right. Am I speaking truth? You are. My name is Adria Alexis and I approve her message. Everything that she just said. Like, just to be frank. We don't want that shit. You like a doctor, you approve her message or something?
Cause we might have motherfuckers women and men on the road like, kill them niggas right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely thank you. We yes, definitely we thank you for having us on. Um, the shop we it has been our honor and our pleasure and i will speak with the both of you off air in a little bit and to all of your listeners i ask that you subscribe support and stream diva speaks it's all one word and to my lovely family there at the shop hugs and kisses and until next time the diva has spoken love you and listen we love y'all in life and all three of y'all have challenged me to say that's the reason why I got to keep my ass out of Charlotte. That's Good right. Down there. I tell y'all, I love y'all in life. I came down there for the Black Enterprise Entrepreneur Summit and went to Wine Wednesday. This one club, and I tell you, I was in a euphoric state. But with that being said, we love y'all in life. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing, and I will tell you this. We are meant to be builders, queens. So regardless of where somebody is, at some point, if you are building someone up, then no matter what level, then you are a true queen. And if you're not building someone up, we may be considered a concubine. Because in order to have an empire, you have to have a king and a queen. And we all don't start out as such. We start out as princes and princesses. And we have to build towards that. We love what you guys are doing, what you ladies are doing. And we're going to continue to follow and support y'all. In the meantime, in between times, we're going to wave up the engine and we coming down the road. Make sure y'all tune in. We're going to tune in to y'all as well. Love y'all to life. We're out of here. And we're going to say All right, you guys take care. All right, love you too. Bye. And treat those kings like kings and make sure they treat y'all like queens. If not, they can ship their way out. Love y'all so much. Power more way, baby. We in the building. Later. Tribes. Thank you. Love y'all to life. Love you too. Okay, that was extremely <laughs> interesting, and it definitely kept me on my toes. Um, any closing thoughts and conversation? For our listeners, uh, our ladies, uh, we have been pouring um, champagne the whole <laughs> podcast. I think we needed it. Just to keep up with the guys. I think the level of enthusiasm was definitely um, heartwarming Mm -hmm. um, and definitely a a conversation to um, be continued at a later time. But we want to thank you for tuning in to Diva Speaks Podcast. This is your hostess, Angela. I want my two fellow divas to tell you goodbye and we will see you next time. All right, everybody. Um, again, this is Adria. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself um, here in the studio with the lovely Gayla and Miss Libra and also with the guys um, that we were just tuned into at the shop. I thank you all for listening. Again, like, share, subscribe. Diva Speaks, one word on all social media platforms. Get into it because... Every time, every podcast, it's something that just goes from good to greater. And we're just looking forward to continuing to see Gayla climb the ladder and make her way to the top. So thank you all so much. Hey, this is Libra. I approve everything Audrey just said. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time. Till next time. The divas have spoken.